0: Sentire Media. This week's podcast from Italy is brought to you by Procrastination. When you have a ton of stuff to do, but it's snowing outside and you really don't feel like doing it. Procrastination. (laughs) Cue the music. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much for our sponsor this week procrastination. <laughs> I'm Jason, this is Ashley next to me. It is the 27th of February. It is 8:20 in the morning and we fired up the microphones again. Not because we have a lot to say
1: but um we're going to fill one up for you. We're going to do a podcast just cuz it's snowing. And snowing it is. They called for a Siberian storm, Burian, and Burian has arrived and has been hanging around for a few days. So let's just jump right on in. Yeah. Um this is going this is quickly becoming
0: a thing like a weekly thing. Don't get used to it. The long the faithful podcast listeners will recognize a trend in our podcast over the last 5 6 years of well, you we know, pick
1: up a little steam sometimes in the winter. Yep, don't get used to it, because come spring and summer, we'll barely do one. At all. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> You'll be like, "What? wasn't it snowing the last podcast? <laughs> it's January or, uh, July 3rd? <laughs>
0: That's uh So we fired them up again. Let's do a half ass podcast. All right, here just, we go. Uh, half
1: ass podcast coming at you. So
0: together, we have a little agriturismo in the Peony Mountains. It's, we are entering day three of this uh, snowstorm, and it started off... As a, um, lots of wind and snow coming down sideways.
1: Fine, fine snow.
0: Fine, yeah, what we'd call powder, bro. Oh, shit, powder. (laughs) Powder, bro. And, um, it's not stopped for three days. Um, the first day was sideways and windy. The second day, the wind calmed down. And the last 24 hours here, it's been just falling not hard, but just steadily.
1: Steady. Um, ironic too, because when you check out the weather sh- channel online, um, Jason's obsessed with ilmeteo.it um, M-E-T-E-O dot I-T for anyone who's looking for Italian weather. It's not great. It's not accurate, but he checks it constantly. Uh... No, cl- no uh, precipitation on the satellite right now, yet it's been steadily snowing. Yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> I understand, understand why
0: there's no, on the satellite or the radar, there's no signs of precipitation. No, it
1: shows clouds over Eastern Europe, uh, some clouds over Corsica, and some precipitation over there, but nothing all over Italy, which it's just, I mean, if anyone's been on Facebook, you cannot miss the freaking, all the photos of Rome in snow. So everyone knows it's snowing in Italy, yet the uh, satellite shows sky. Clear- skies no, well <laughs> not, clear not clear skies, skies but, but no. uh it's just weird i don't know this is classic where's the doppler doppler uh, 5000 well the reason i'm so obsessed with the weather is i
0: want to make sure it's it's um when you living down a, a dirt road in the middle of nowhere in italy in is great but is no joke when it when the weather gets really bad um you're kind of on your own in a way because we are um <laughs> there's no one coming down this road there's no
1: the guy who plows for the um the via Candelaria on the road we live on there's um, a a neighbor who will come and help clear us out but we noticed the main plow that has come to start clearing the road stops at the polygono which no one knows what that means but it's about halfway down our road about three plus kilometers away from where we actually live so it looks like when you pass this spot, it's no man's land. <laughs> it's like no one, no one lives down here, exactly. so we're just going to stop.
0: Um, so they'll come by and Walter will get down to us once the snow finally stops a day or so later, which is understandable. Um, but we are kind of stuck out here, so we have to keep our eye open on how long is this storm really going to last did the, Are the provisions we have put up enough, like the fresh milk and wood especially wood 's the big one um, We got caught out there th- four years ago now mm-hmm. when we had the giant hundred year storm, and it just didn 't stop for two weeks. so um, we just ran out of cut dry wood the re- we had more wood, but it was underneath. Two meters of snow. Three I meters. mean, it was just not. It wasn't accessible. <laughs> um, it wasn't happening. So we had to. We had to evacuate. Uh huh. Did you know you cannot evacuate a person?
1: Well, it's not what you think it means. <laughs> no, it's not. I learned
0: that. I'm 39 years old. We've been, been
1: binge-watching The Wire again um, with this snowstorm. It's great. but So, yes, it's really... I love the snow. I love that we live in a place where we have all four seasons and really get to experience them. But it does mean that it's not just um, watching binge-watching The Wire. Not only do we have work to get done for the guests coming up, the house is still... Which is
0: why this episode is brought to you by procrastinate. Exactly.
1: We still have painting to do and all of this. But... Like Jason was mentioning, we heat with wood. So we need to not only shuttle wood back and forth and make sure we have enough wood inside our little place that we fill up. um, But then if we're doing work in the house or even in here, we have to keep the stufa, the little potbelly stove, Roaring, you got to keep feeding, feeding it. So it's a couple. You know, it's not that you just can zone out or head out or I don't know, watch a movie and not think about anything. You still, who's got, who's on the fire? Yeah, well, yeah, well, this is, and this is not complaints. No, by any this means. is. I
0: like it. It's, I do
1: too. It's fun. This is just part of
0: living down in the middle of nowhere. And anyone from the countryside has lived through winters is like, yeah, no kidding. But maybe if you're taking the train into, and you live in Los Angeles, this is something you might not think about i guess i don't know but living just surviving a day out in a snowstorm out here or during the snowstorm is is you have things to do every day apart from the wood the shoveling the walkways all of our our little house that we live in the main house and then the outbuildings where the tools and the wood and all that stuff is uh is stored so i have to every day come through a couple times a day and make sure those paths are shoveled just so we don't track in a bunch of snow and crap into the into the house
1: well and with the temperatures really dropping now um for the first time steady this winter it was time to move the washing machine in so it wouldn't well it did freeze but um bring it in so we can keep washing our clothes (laughs) through a snowstorm another um integral path that jason forgot to mention that he has to shovel to is The ladder that leads to the roof of our little cottage Um, because every – not every hour, but depending on how – I would say we do it three times a day. Three times a day depending on how steady the snow is falling or the wind blowing. um, He's got to climb up to the top of this ladder that he's already fallen off of and knock off the snow from the satellite. So it's really – it's there's all like it's like we said we're not complaining. It's kind this of does funny. It sound it's, a
0: little whamby, no, whammy. No, but it's like you got to go out. Whamby. You don't just
1: get to it doesn't just keep on the machine doesn't just keep on rocking and rolling. Yeah, I wish I could just
0: put my feet I don't wish that actually. It it sometimes it'd be nice to just be able to put your feet up and turn the heat on the thermostat up a little more. Pop on a
1: uh another episode of the wire. Yeah, and <laughs> just chill, but
0: you have to work work a little mm-hmm. bit. Um Move washing machine. Oh, frozen septic. So the, the septic, the tube leading to the septic tank froze. And how do I know it froze? Because it, if you don't you flush the toilet for a couple of days, the water that's left in there might and any solid waste might freeze, making it so that the, whatever you flush can't pass anymore. So um, this went on for a couple of days. And normally what we do is um, if you just keep kind of flushing the toilet, and letting water, even if it's cold water, sit in that tube. It'll eventually kind of defrost everything and move it through. Well, it wasn't really doing its job, um, so I had to start making plans. Oh, man, I have to go now, dig up the septic – I know where it is. Dig up, dig down to it. The the cover to the septic tank is going to be frozen. I'm going to have to dig – chip that out because it's a concrete uh, top then i'm going to have to get then there's one another thing underneath another lid underneath that and then i'm going to have to stir it all up like unstick it <laughs> it's not the it's not the worst it's not it's not dirty really because you don't like stick your hand you know you use a stick or a pole but that's a big freaking deal, and man. And it's been
1: s- and still snowing, and
0: it's still snowing, and it's the ice. I know that lid's gonna be a pain.
1: Well, let's not get too detailed in this because it is disgusting. But to jump ahead, the problem you fixed it.
0: No, oh, nature or God.
1: Okay, well, God. Oh, God. Thank God. <laughs>
0: So the frozen septic, we got, to, uh, we, well, got, we got to cross that off the list. But it's something you got to think about. So now, really, even if we don't go into the house or if I don't use, I got to flush the toilets th- two or three times a yep. day just to make sure that the water
1: kind of keeps on passing. Moving. Um, and something that you did over the fall, finally, was smart and proactive of, um, like, re-insulating the tubes. Oh, so because from that our, we had a problem. From, sor-
0: <laughs> from our water source we have a ten thousand liter cistern and who uh, when they put this house in, it was mostly a summertime, you know, when they were thinking of, no one was going to live here really. Well, this is why this is
1: interesting. I think for people listening to this, who, if anyone's thinking about purchasing a place or moving out here, or this uh, life, there's these little things to look at.
0: Well, we've, we learned early that um, there's when, as the, as the pipe comes out of this, this, this holding cistern from the pump, and then it goes underground, there's about two and a half meters. That's Exposed. Well, we would throw blankets over it, blah 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 blah. blah whatever. Try to insulate it, and we, it work okay. And uh, we'd always get, we'd always get bitten. I'd always get bitten. One time during the uh, winter, every mm-hmm. time. And um, finally, Marty's like, Marty,
1: <laughs> my dad's like,
0: why don't you do that during <laughs> the fall before any of this happens?
1: Because we call and be like, oh my god, it's snowing. We're down in the river trying to reconnect this tube, or Jason's trying to insulate this, and it froze. And he's like, yeah. Guys, why don't you try why don't you guys do that like uh when it's not snowing or earlier in the season it's like oh it sounds so smart to say it in the middle of february <laughs> well
0: he's right thank you marty So a couple of years ago <laughs> we took heed a <laughs> couple of years ago we worked that out uh, a couple of few years ago and just really wrapped everything really well and um you know through hay and a bunch of stuff off the part of the tube right where it hits the ground that's really where it's going to freeze before it goes under
1: exactly and it's not such a big deal when you do it then yeah when you prepare well, well yeah, exactly you're not digging it cuz remember last year we were had the blowtorch and we were trying to no that's that was when,
0: that was 2 or 3 two years, years ago 2 or 3 years ago and that's because <laughs> the animals here's what another thing i didn't know there's whatever's in this pvc whatever's in this plasticky insulation stuff the animals come and love to eat it i don't know why oh, sometimes it's in the glue or something I have no idea but that year the the uh whatever's ate all of it off whatever so we learned um so that's not a problem anymore now that w- and um, we just shut the water off and make sure the pipes to the outbuildings are empty and not full of water you got to bleed the pipes you can't leave them full of w- even though if you shut the water off you can't leave them full It'll, mm-hmm. it could bust a pipe
1: god speaking of busting a pipe the cats are just like busting at the seams in here. We have six cats, and they are going bonkers. <laughs> I know no one cares about the crazy cat lady in the countryside, but um, it's it's still feeling like a full house in our here place. <laughs> Well, so, um, so that's what
0: we're doing. We're 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 just living, man. We're just living through this storm, man. So uh, hopefully, the this is the last day. Walter, the the guy with the plow, will come by either the next day. I'm looked at digging out the car already this morning, and it's there's a lot of snow around it, and
1: there's a lot of snow. But even getting liberated from the house doesn't mean that. We're back to civilization in a sense. No. The thing Where about things are back to living normal. out in these tiny,
0: tiny areas is no deliveries have come through for the last days, three days. So even if we get into Piobico... Great, congratulations. (laughs) There's nothing
1: there. Would you like a cafe? Uh, Because, yeah, there's not going to be any milk or anything like that. Nothing
0: fresh, at least. No. Not until probably another couple of few days after the... uh, Well, this is why
1: I'm glad I married a chef, and you like to cook for... numbers so you laid in serious yeah, the only
0: thing we would be the only thing that i'd be worried about running out of is milk for coffee which is that's that is that's a cardinal sin that's no no joke. joke
1: we don't even have extra long life milk or anything Not that I would want it, but for in case of emergency, we should have. That would
0: be an emergency. I know. (laughs) All right. So enough about the snow. Yeah, it's February. It snows. This is usually we get one big snowstorm a year and this is it. And hopefully it'll be done today and we'll clean up and get back to moving. So the procrastination. Why do we procrastinate? Just get your asses to work. Well, we got painting to do and I have stucco work to do. Oh, these are all my excuses, by the way. You ready for them? Are you yeah, ready? Okay. Yeah. Why, can I, why am I procrastinating why? with people coming in two and a half weeks, with our first guest in two and a half weeks? Why? Because all of my tools are in the outbuilding, which <laughs> I have to go and mix stucco and mix the paint and all that stuff and then walk it into the house and up the stairs. The paint isn't drying because it's, we can't heat the house. Ha- I'm not heating the whole house. No. Um, so the paint really doesn't dry that well. Um, and mostly because I don't want to. I know. And it's still... It just has that... (sighs) Not that there isn't work to be done. Uh, The Technico, who is still supposed to... But it makes me want to keep baking. You made biscuits. Oh, man, yeah. Just (sighs) all we're doing is sitting around eating (laughs) biscuits. That's great. Um, The Technico, who was supposed to fix my chimney and um, drill the hole for my new... For the hood, for the exhaust for my new hood, of course, did not come because it is snowing out. And he's not... I wouldn't get up on the roof when there's a snowstorm, so...
1: Classically delayed again. Jason called it. We're not going to have the fireplace fixed till March. And I'm, she, (laughs) He's spot on. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm definitely going to read another chapter of the book. But oh, we forgot to. I we I've a ton of
0: we have plenty. We just bitched about weather for the last. 15 minutes um let's talk about about.
1: godji's birthday uh yeah we went to godji's birthday party the godster turned 69 years young thanks to everyone on facebook and everything that commented and sent him birthday wishes he might not have replied but he saw each and every one. he loved it uh we went to have a very low-key lunch on
0: last saturday at his nephew's house um In Fano, and there was 12 or 14 of us Mm -hmm. and it was just really sweet there was he didn't really he's getting over cold and um I don't know it was just much more low-key than normal gaji birthdays are
1: correct however in classic gaji form he was sure to still bust chops the um (laughs) nephew uh or nephew-esque uh, he is a great chef, and Gaji very much respects him as a cook and chef and all of this. And Gaji was still busting his chops about the roasted chicken. And he didn't think it looked done yet. And the guy was like, it's been in since 9.30. It's 1 o'clock. Slow cooking. I think it's done. And ah, I don't think so. Uh. And it's just its such a pleasure to see that he's non-discriminative of who he uh, not disc- discriminate. He doesn't discriminate. No, he doesn't this discriminate. Guy a, it, this guy, the, he has hate for all, or it, he, not, <laughs> not hate. So I,
0: I, 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 we call him the maestro, and I turned to him and I said, "I'm glad that he busts your balls as well." And I'm not. I thought it was just. He just gives me crap about everything oh oh no you're not he told me i'm not (laughs) oh no you're not special (laughs) he he does this to everyone so it made me feel a little bit better
1: yes and it made me feel like he wasn't feeling that sick since he was able to still be all over it um his wife
0: uh rosanna made one of my favorite things i can't make it i don't know how to make it but she does this incredibly well she makes crostini of becaccia or woodcock um Woodcock Pocaccia is one of the noble birds. I don't, I don't, we've, I'm not, I'm it's not a, a hunter. It's a little
1: hunting bird that is hard to catch, I guess.
0: And she makes, uh, Christine, she just makes a pate of the of the little birds on toast. And this is something very special. She'll do it for around, she'll do it for Christmas. She'll do it for Gaji's birthday, but. Maybe Easter. Easter, it's It is is so good. And it's
1: become, after all these years, too, like that special grandma thing where it's like, oh, that's the Rosana dish. And it's just, it is. It's a, I felt really sentimental at this lunch for some reason. I think because he is getting older and just since he wasn't feeling so good. But, um. Yeah, we love that S.O.B.
0: <laughs> so it was nice. Um, we, I like to get dressed up in and look like the Italian old man with the sweater over the collared shirt with the with the Italian old man hat. I and of course,
1: it. as soon as we walked in, this was the first time God you've seen us since we got back from Spain. And we told you guys what he said um, in the last podcast about Jason in his uh, tux. And as soon as we walked in the door, he announced to everyone, Weinstein has arrived. <laughs> He's cracking. Himself up, so it was good, and um, yeah, Fano. They're supposed to be getting snow right now, too.
0: Snow is uh, you've seen it in the news in Rome, it's on the co. it's basically Italy got snow these last three or four days.
1: Well, and Gaji lives up on a hill um, on the way into Piobico. Just under the Castello di Pecora, the castle of the sheepherders, and he lives up a quite a steep driveway. So he tends to, when the weather's like this, stick in Fano, and we'll see. Oh, well, the, you
0: know, being, Gachi has a couple of homes, so he has the, his house out here in oh, the countryside, and then he, he, his main residence is in, in Fano. Mm-hmm. So he lives out there. So... Uh, since we were out there and we knew the snow was coming this was the uh snow started Sunday this was Saturday afternoon for lunch on the way home. we decided to stop at the new oh the new centro commerciale fano whoa there's Let a lot know. of talk
1: local talk we really do need an intro for the local water gossip yeah I'll never do that I know, but um this has been big talks, everyone because this is the first um kind of mall um, in our area. Up in Pesaro, about an hour and a half, well, about half an hour, 20 minutes north of Fano, there's um, kind of one of these superstores stores um, where it's a big grocery store, kind of Target-esque with some clothes and kitchen and things like that attached as well as indoor kind of shopping mall. Yeah, like
0: 50 shops. It's not like um, like you'd see in the States, like a big multi-level No, mall, But it's a... Sh- shopping center, I guess. Indoors. Yes. And they've just finished it. They've been working on it for a year and a half. Uh It's ugly as sin.
1: And the stores aren't that great in there. Ooh, but they do now have a Mac shop. But um, it is drawing huge crowds. And especially for weather like this and people want to walk around and all of that.
0: And we were there the night before the storm.
1: Yes. So it was kind of funny to also see like the Italian shopping before a storm and laying in supplies. But uh, so we go in and... We're just, we're already like, oh my gosh, this place is packed, this and that. But as we're walking in through the doors of the um, grocery store aspect, the kind of target, if you will, we are greeted immediately. Um, with samples, which samples are a rarity here. You might see some cheese, a little uh, mortadella or something. I don't know. There's not really many samples in the grocery stores. No, not like, but no. this was one I've never seen at Costco or anywhere in between. Wine. It was full-on bottles of wine, a lady standing there, no ID, with plastic wine glasses, not even just little like Dixie cups. And you could have a good two-finger pour and come back for a little bit more there was multiple ones of these i can't i i couldn't believe i didn't have my phone on me i was like oh my god this is incredible i've never seen anything like this i'm a sucker for samples but it was like wouldn't this be highly illegal in america
0: totally totally not you can't do it you can't <laughs> give away alcohol <laughs> well not only it was just very interesting like they have this was big. Like I think they were trying to promote some new wine they were doing and it wasn't like people were mobbing it no one really no no it. one cared really it was like yeah there's some wine if you want but it was just so funny to it struck me as very not odd for italy at all but
1: well, think about how america we have to have our uh beer garden and you're not allowed to drink but in these like um you know play play pen and here you're just at the grocery store and yeah no one's like i said no id check no i don't know they're just giving away some free vino enjoy enjoy your shopping um
0: And (laughs) it's just crazy. It was just a sight. We we're such country. We don't go out on a Saturday evening to go to the big mall. Like for us to see all these people there. We've been there. But when we go there, it's Monday morning at 11 and it's empty. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was fun to see everyone doing their thing. And it was packed. And there was some... Twelve-year-old DJing—that's another thing. What's with what the DJing everywhere?
1: I don't know, and, and they're Do not, they
0: do anything?
1: No, I feel like it's just hooked into like an iPod or something. That's what
0: I think so too.
1: I don't. I don't know. I'm not into the DJs, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but it was. It felt wild. Um, one
0: thing I did notice as well, and this was in the big grocery store, is the section and the promotion for all the vegan products. So I I don't. We're going to talk about veg- the vegans here. We're going to rail on the vegans for a little bit, and let me start this off by I don't really care about the vegans because I don't. We can't help. We're not set up to do vegan stuff. So one way or another, if you want to be vegan, that's that's on you. But um, and you won't be here. And I won't. You won't. You won't be staying here. <laughs> but. Um, uh, Vegan is the vegans have somehow crept into my my life here in the last week three or four times so it it made me have a question about it and it's not I'm not really. Um like uh, no agenda, no, not not judging. I don't care if you want to meet, eat, if you don't want to eat meat and, and all that stuff. It's delicious. You're missing out. But one thing I've noticed there was a there was this whole promotion, and I saw it on online too for this new line in Italy of vegan cheeses, vegan um, vegan cheese, eggs, eggs, and vegan like salami. And it's uh, here's what I don't get. Okay, I, I, I totally understand you don't want to eat meat. Cause you don't want to, it's harmful to animals and all that stuff. And you don't want to eat the honey cause you're weird, but it's fine. What I don't get is why vegans always want, it seems like there's a huge market for vegans that want a replica, a replica of the same thing. Like I've seen it on those stupid uh, Facebook videos that come up, like vegan pastrami. You can't even tell it's regular. It's not real pastrami. And my thing, is, or vegan cheese, or vegan tofurkey. What's your dopey uh, uh, college roommate who is the vegan who would make the the tofu <laughs> turkey? Don't get it. If if you're not into meat, that's cool. But why do you? Why are they constantly searching for something that replicate tastes and in your mouth and tastes like, feels and tastes like meat. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't get that.
1: I don't either. Does
0: anyone know why? If if I if I really don't want to eat something, I don't want to find other things that replicate the taste and the texture of that thing.
1: No, it's a, a cr- good example of someone who hates fish, like. Someone who just says, I don't eat fish, they don't go and then look for fish replica things. They really no. don't like fish. No. It's like the smell, the consistency, the taste. Why like, would you want to eat a... I don't
0: know. A but, pastrami sand- or cheese that tastes and feels and looks like cheese because you do like the cheese, but the meat... Okay, so you like the cheese because it's made out of the milk. Okay, that one. But what's with the meat? I don't know. You, the, the flesh should not... You shouldn't... The uh, flesh should make you... Bleh. I don't know. Anyone? <laughs> I'm sure I'll get a lot of shit for this. I don't really care. I'm just all, curious. All
1: I know is that we eat like 1950s guy. Mm, mm, mm. And so I'm not worried about vegans infiltrating. Um, you cook straight up meat and veg. We have huge lunches. I was just curious about that. It no, I'm just, just thinking. Very, I
0: saw those. I saw that whole display and then I saw it online and then I saw something else about v- these all these vegan products coming out. And it's just, I don't get it. No, I, I love that. Love veg- Listen, I love, I grow tons of vegetables. I love vegetables. Vegetables are awesome. If you want to eat all veggies all the time, go for it, man. But it seems a little bit odd that you want to find different um, really highly processed products that replicate something you're totally morally and, and
1: um, totally morally against. Well, it's similar to the gluten-free of like then wanting just to have gluten-free pasta. Just cut it out. Just cut it out. I don't really care if you cut it out or
0: not. But Well, no, I if you don't want to
1: have gluten, don't find gluten-free pasta.
0: Well, yeah. We now... cut
1: gluten at times, and I don't, then well, you the just don't eat pa- pasta. So if I'm going is... to have pasta, I'm just going to have pasta. Yeah, just have the pasta. Jesus. Gluten-free pasta <laughs> sucks. <laughs> sucks. <laughs> so everyone's all just have your freaking pasta.
0: <laughs> all right. So that's enough. I'll get off my high horse right there. Um we talked, that was, it was also a discussion at the, uh, at the Gaji lunch.
1: Which oh yeah. Is, he just so. gets disgusted. <laughs> um, I'll, I've got to, um, promote another podcast. I was interviewed for a uh, podcast called expat focus. You'll have to check that out on, um, iTunes and I'll post a link on our blog as well. And another podcast coming up on marketing. So I'm excited to share that one. I've been making some, uh, you know the speaking rounds the circuit <laughs> podcasting what do we got coming up what do you have to um Well, start our... as you guys know we've got our move to italy to retire and or um, purchase or get a holiday house to kind of are you moving here full time Or is it a full measure or a half measure? Some want to move here for the whole shebang. Others just want to have parts of the year here. So we'll cover both. And that's how we're kicking off the year. Then we have our move to Italy to start a business. So for all those looking to really work it once you come out here and um then it starts all of our spring specials so from the wood oven workshop to sausages from scratch and um our made in La Marque, we've got a bunch going on in april and may and it's a beautiful time to come out here especially now that we've got all this snow this is really going to be great for spring and luckily the trees hadn't really started to they we were getting nervous they were starting to swell up but they didn't bloom and they'll hold off now i think until um hopefully till mid-march and we'll have a beautiful beautiful spring out here i hope so i know
0: i hope so well it is still snowing big fluffy flakes of snow coming down quite regularly
1: yep it's time to get back into the um house and the procrastination station we're moving on um you're gonna do a you're gonna do another yes i am might as
0: well all right very good anything um you want to leave with
1: no, thank you guys for listening. Have a wonderful day. You know, you can find us at La Tavola Marque, L-A-T-A-V-O-L-A-M-A-R-C-H-E. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of those. And um, shoot us an email at info at We hope to see you at our farm in and cooking school or any of our consulting workshops in 2018. Have a wonderful snowy winter day.
0: Thank you so much.
1: Ciao, ciao. Stay. So, so wait for Ashley. She's yep, going to come Yep, book coming. The continuation of the book. Here we go. Chapter 14. Let the pop-ins begin. The best part about living in the Italian countryside is that you just never know what will happen or who may pop in, especially on a Sunday. The Sunday Giro or little trip around the area is very popular in the late afternoon, early evening. We've had everyone from the Looky Loos just curious to see who the new Stranieri or strangers are the butcher on his bike riding into the hills, and then there are the hunters, truffle, mushroom, and wild boar, as well as the friends and neighbors. we even inducted into the Ugly Club when the president and self-proclaimed Condoleezza Rice of the Ugly Club, or Secretary of State, <laughs> for this famous club founded in the tiny town of Piobico, showed up at our doorstep. Upon further inspection, he quickly pulled out a membership card and inducted us on the spot. Just the other day, I looked out the window to find Giorgio, the mayor, and three others at the kitchen door on horseback. They just wanted to stop, chat, and share a cafe since they were passing by on a beautiful Sunday morning. The perfect excuse to stop our mid-morning chores. Within minutes, we were gathered around the table drinking cafe Corretto. Only in Italy would coffee with alcohol be called corrected. (laughs) In a hurry to go nowhere. I just wanted to see how the Americani are settling in out here, Giorgio said. I sit and chat with the handsome Italians. Slightly embarrassed, they caught me in such schlubby cleaning clothes. They may have been horseback riding in the mountains, but they look incredibly dapper with ascots, to pro re- referring to the mayor as Giorgio. I forgot as the formal version of Italian, which is totally disrespectful, but I do it with such sincerity and honestly not even thinking about it until later that he doesn't seem to be bothered i'm just so happy they decided to stop and chat and share a cafe with us plus i couldn't believe the sight that right here in our front yard was the mayor his friends sitting under the shade of our cherry tree with two gorgeous horses tied to the trunk it was spectacular breathing in the country air thick with dark coffee at sambuca leaning back in my chair i enjoyed the moment it felt good Jason and Megan joined us after they served the coffee and we did our best to answer their questions and entertain them. As usual, my sister sat smiling and engaged, but Megan, the quote-unquote mute, not as confident in fumbling through the language as Jason and I. In fact, in eight years of being together, I never have seen Jason so genuinely outgoing, friendly, and engaging to strangers. Normally, he shies away from public graces, whereas I embrace it. I noticed Jason lingering on longer to conversations he would have previously cut short. This is one of those little cultural shifts that we love so much. If you're in the area, stop on by. It would be a much graver offense to be in the area without stopping by than to arrive unannounced. Proper protocol in the States would dictate that you could never stop by without calling first. Well, in Italy, we throw caution to the wind and pop in unexpectedly all the time everywhere. And I love it. This has also taught us to always have a homemade treat on hand, like biscotti or crostata, something to offer with a cafe. For an afternoon pop-in, meat and cheese is placed on the table with a bottle of wine. There's protocol, proper protocol to everything. Sometimes pop-ins occur even when we're not at home. Who's that? Megan asked as we pulled him to the driveway. What's he doing? I wondered, climbing out of the car. There in a cashmere sweater mowing our lawn is Dr. Gaggi. Ciao, Gaggi! Jason shouts, startling the doctor. He cut the motor and walked over to us, and matter-of-factly stated, "Mm." it needed to be cut. Oh, grazie, dottore, I'll do it. You don't have to, Jason said, embarrassed at the thought the grass needed cutting so bad that the 60-year-old man came over to do it himself, wishing her language skills were better to thank him properly. Un café was all he could muster. <laughs> we invite him into the kitchen and offer a fresh pot of coffee at the long wooden table as he sits for a moment, obviously agitated, chewing at the end of his almost spent cigarette ragazzi guys you're barbaric medieval we look at the room wondering where this is headed you need a tavolia. jason and i exchange looks neither of us knowing what the word meant come on what we prod you know a tavalia he mimics laying down a tablecloth you need a tablecloth and not just one of those big american napkins i've seen the americans use big napkins again jason and i exchange glasses glances shaking our head in confusion then it hit me a placemat is a big american napkin god makes himself laugh and continues on about how it's not proper to eat on a bare table and at the very least when his wife comes over for the love of god put down a I explained in my best Italian, trying to sound almost poetic, that I think the old wooden table is beautiful and has such history continuing on that growing up we only used a tablecloth for a fancy dinner like Thanksgiving, where there were guests. However, I'm pretty sure what I actually said was more like table wood beautiful. I was young, Tavogoly, not being able to pronounce the damn word for the life of me. Only for special dinner. <laughs> This was a turning point in our relationship with the doctor. From then on he would find odd jobs from around the garden to do unsolicited. He'd even bring his own tools. Gaji became a regular, popping in and out as he pleased, leaving behind a bit of culture and humor with every visit. The timing was eerily close to when both of Jason's grandparents passed away, whom of which he was very close with. Unable to attend either funeral was a difficult choice for Jason, but we had a business to run and painfully couldn't afford the last-minute tickets to San Francisco. Without missing a beat, Gaji and Rosanna unknowingly stepped in and filled the emptiness left behind. As cheesy as it sounds, I feel like your grandma sent them to us. It's like she's here, but through them, Jason nods. I know he thinks I'm crazy, but I find comfort in those thoughts. Chapter 15. An American Grand Slam. A look at America through the eyes of Italians. Che cosa hai mangiato per la prima What have you eaten for breakfast? This is almost a daily question. I don't know if this is a setup for a joke, but all eyes eagerly await the answer every time we are asked, with smiles growing as we start with, um, cereal which is true. I'm a cereal lover, but they press harder, not satisfied with boring old cornflakes. Is that all? Uh, I don't, I don't know. Some pancakes. Uh, I love waffles with strawberries with whipped cream or eggs, bacon, toast, hash browns. I'm really rolling here and all the Italian eyes are lighting up. Ah, yes. The American breakfast. We've heard so much of this. They finally got the answer they were looking for. The Denny's grand slam. All nodding in agreement that this is what they thought we must eat every day for breakfast. Italians are in general fascinated and un- underwhelmed with by the American diet. Certain we live off hamburgers, hot dogs, and Coca Cola. Inglese <clears throat> English, eh? English? We are frequently asked by the gianni Our curious accents shoot up red flags for sure. Proudly I state, No, siamo Americani to which they simply reply, Ah, meglio, better. Never did I imagine that we'd become more American moving to Italy, embodying the great American spirit of we can do anything we put our minds to. Known throughout our valley as ye Americani, it's only us out here, the American ambassadors to La Lamarque. While shopping for groceries one morning, Jason meets a local man who is overwhelmed to meet a real, live American. And he insists on having a beer with him at 9 a.m. and recanting stories of World War II and the Americans liberating Italy. In town, they give Jason a pass when he hurries into the grocery store wearing flip-flops, which are strictly used only at the beach and pool. My God, I mean, really, how could you go into town and shop like that? Not to mention the basketball shorts he was wearing with him. The locals just wave it off. We're the kooky Americans that must have been raised in a barn. Attempting to forage on our own, Megan and I headed into the backwoods for dry, dead wood that has fallen over the winter. Among the birch and oak trees, while I'm holding my sister up, she uses all her brute force to chainsaw a dead tree growing out of the side of a hill. So what do you want to do when we get back to Seattle? Neither of us had wanted to bring up the subject, but Megan's departure flight was quickly approaching. I don't know. Maybe... Well, I was thinking... I don't know. In classic Megan form, she tried to answer the question. Seriously, though, you should bake. You're amazing. I mean it. I said, repositioning my hold. That's what I was thinking. Maybe I'll go in to the Seattle Art Institute. I, I don't know. Deep in concentration, we barely noticed as a, we were surprising an unsuspected mushroom hunter as we, 220-something, damn near six-foot-tall brunettes, chainsawing a tree down in the middle of the forest. If you ask him his side of the story, it must have been an alien encounter because he could not imagine how we could have gotten there or if what he saw was even real. He was definitely not expecting to find us when he unsuspectedly walked into the woods that morning. That being said, we get a lot of street cred with the locals when they see us really giving it a go in the country living. Sweating it out, getting our hands dirty, and not just some old retired couple living off the hog. No, sir, we're living off the land. They could see what it meant to us and that we loved it. All right. All right. For the next podcast, will be Chapter 16, Mamma Micha. All right. Ciao, ciao. Have have a great day. It is a break in the snow, and Jason is trying to liberate the car now. All right. We'll see you soon, or talk to you later. Ciao.
0: Sentire Media
2: Hey, podcast producers and show hosts. Do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentiti Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. And we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy.